Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now you'll start to see Fable and Folly Network shows are offering bonus content to all existing and new supporters. Find exclusive new episodes from shows like Where the Stars Fell, The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program, and Civilized. Plus, early access to new episodes of Midnight Burger, all still entirely ad-free. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey today. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Our hero's assassination attempt is currently underway at the Fire Festival, but it's not going well. Mudbutt botched his surprise attack. Reginald and Quinny are trying to finish off Igneous Plantier quickly while Alan strikes fear into his heart. But Captain Plantier just arrived looking for butthole. Can our heroes survive a battle with a fallen god? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons. And he sweeps a hand out over the crowd and just a wave of people twist and gnarl and become trees. And all of you behold for the first time, Captain Plantier. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh, man, what a beautiful moment knowing Adam was going to get to hear that joke for the first yeah. time. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> He's the leader of the Plantier household, Adam. It's bad. Where they have a fire easier. person and a water person and a wind oh. person. And a heart person. Really? There's there's pla- pla- Plantier tears? Yeah, I. Uh, this was a dumb joke I seeded like a year and a half ago that I <laughs> sat on until a few months back. Wow. So We've wow. never met him. So back to back to this incredibly dramatic moment. <laughs> Does the song play? Like it's like, Captain Planeteer, he's our hero. The I mean, it's definitely it's playing in his style. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's that if it was done by, um, oh, Jesus, who did uh, Final Countdown? Uh, uh, Europe? Europe, yes, thank you. It's the Europe version of Captain Planet. Wow. Um, it's very good. We would all like it. It would be great. I'm um, literally going to bite my fingers off. <laughs> says Laura the human, not Alan the character. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, Captain Planteer has entered the fray. Um, Mudbutt, 
you are you're you're finishing your story as uh, uh, <laughs> some man turns the crowd into trees. Plantier uh, <laughs> sits before you, and then yeah, you see this this random dude just drop in out of the sky. Who Do you in care? The, uh, yeah, I was like, wait, who the heck is that? Um, then you see people turn into trees. Holy Christ! <laughs> uh, <laughs> then I then I grab a um, friggin' ig- igneous, igneous plantier, and I'm like. All right, buddy, spit it up. Who's your shiny friend over there? And uh, he's very confused because he's doing a full double take of looking at you and then looking at the captain and then looking at you and then looking at the captain. And um, he's like, he's you? You're him? There's more of you? Oh, God. I, I, oh. Please, just let me go. I tried my best. I did I did what you said. I, 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 I convinced Butthole to come here. I did what you asked. I've been doing this fucking floor show for weeks, hoping he'd show up, and he did. I did what you asked. Please don't. And what then, like, do? the gears kind of slowly go in my head. It's like, so you looked at me and thought I was him. Okay. Oh, um, ha ha ha. You have passed my test. <laughs> Thank you, my lord. Good. Uh, hey, I got a good idea. Hey, you like you me, right? Of course, Captain. Oh, Captain, my Captain. Uh, and you don't like fake me's, right? No, I hate doppelgangers. Doppelgangers are a real problem, and we should all be worried about them. I agree. So go kill the fake one over there. Um, go ahead and roll me a persuasion check, please. I'll give you advantage because in your eyes, he's a or in his eyes, you're a god. Right, my persuasion's negative one. Well, it's okay. Um, you get to roll twice because you have advantage. Oh, oh, right. Okay, I'm good. Okay, I could spot the look in your eyes. So it was like this is a bad roll. The best, the best one is ten. Um, he just nods, and he says, "You're right. The doppelgangers must die." And then he thrusts his thumbs into your eyes. Oh, my God. Um, now, now how is this working? Because he's supposed to make a wisdom saving throw at the start of his turn. It wasn't his turn. And it, I just, oh, he's got thumbs in his eyes. What I'm God telling you, it. Laura, is uh, your, your plan worked beautifully, except that then the thing he fears most no. literally showed up. And no. then Mudbutt fucked up the deception roll. No. Oh, man. Oh, does you know he what? Take You're HP? right. I... He dies. You did it. You, you beat the Yay! planteers. I was going to say, does Mudbutt take HP damage from the thumbs and Not the yet. This is okay. literally, this is we're I'm just saying. seeing is... that classic photo of you doing this to me on stage, Ryan, of just thumbs going for eyes. And that's uh, what is Interesting happening fact, in Interesting fact, Tom motion. and I met doing Lear, where I, I removed his eyes. And there's a great stage. photo that we'll oh, share nice. on Patreon at some point. Uh, but in any case, um, uh, Alan, you see the thumbs going for the eyes. What do you do? Fuck me. Um You were at Shag Nasties. You had that chance. You turned it down. He bought the premium plus package. What do you do in combat? Um (sighs) Keeping in mind there are now 21 free owl bears, a ball of fire in the middle of the stage. (sighs) And Captain Plantier. I hate this so much. Um, 
Do you have like an anti-thumb spell or oh. something? Or oh no. Make his thumbs None go None of these away? are concentration, so I can do this shit. Yes. <laughs> I will misty step uh, to uh, Mudbutt as a bonus action, uh, grab him and open a dimension door and pull him into it. Let's wait. As you do so, um, you see his thumbs go for Mudbutt's eyes uh, and then he just finds nothing. And he looks at his hands and then looks up and suddenly out of the corner of your eye, you just see a middle finger on a ball of fingers and a tiny little chick with a tiny naked wing flipped up and over, flicking under its little beak. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you fall backward through the dimension door. Excellent. Sweet. Um, Now, Alan... Yeah. Did you consider where you're going or did you just fall backward through a door? Um because you're panicked. So <laughs> I know. I want you to answer this honestly. No, my my initial thought was just like the literally the first thing I thought was just like other side of the stage. Cause I like don't really have any more thought than that. Gotcha. And I kind of forget how far Dimension Door can take me. Totally fair. So you um uh you grab him, you fall backwards. Um and uh, there's a, a, a bit of a panic and a bit of a rage, but also, like, you're legitimately freaked out by the captain, so, like, there's a lot going on. Um, you find yourself falling um, through an arid desert, and you just assume you teleported out of um, the oasis. Um, and as you fall, suddenly you look to your left, um, and uh, you see what looks like Quinny, Juniper, and Butthole crouched behind um, a bunch of rocks, um, firing pistols over it. Um, And then you fall back through that and you find yourself falling through um, a metallic city um, full of uh, lightning trains and vehicles. And you manage to dodge one of those. You fall through that. Um, and for a hot second, um, you see an uh, honor system dragging Declan, um, who is missing an arm, um, away from a burning building, um, holding up Declan's rifle and firing shots. Uh, and then suddenly you fall hard backstage. You hit the ground, knocking out four of the fangirls. Um, That's fine. And uh, you kind of struggle to your feet, holding mud butt, seeing across the stage, Igneous Plantier just fumble straight forward, thumbs out, and like a like a, a, a shitty Fonzie just falling face first forward <laughs> onto the ground. Uh, I, I have a little flask of booze on me, and I just unscrew the cap, and I just pour out all the booze, and I'm like, I'm getting sober right now. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what the hell that was. <laughs> and I like throw I throw the bottle away and I, I'm just kind of like, uh, um, can you explain um, um, what happened? <laughs> Brings us to uh, Reginald. Cool. Seeing owl bears screaming around and the weird man turning everyone into trees. Reginald just says, the one thing that daddy always taught me is deal with one problem at a time. Uh, and then he cracks a gem as a bonus action and snorts the magic out of it. 
Uh, and when you look at him, he actually just gets a little taller and a little leaner and his teeth sharpen a little bit and his ears point and he just starts looking more animalistic. Uh, and when you see him, he now moves supernaturally fast. So he's used a mutagen that's called uh, cruelty, uh, which lets Jeez. me take an additional attack as a bonus action. Um, but it gives me disadvantage on intelligence, wisdom and charisma saving throws. So well, beasts- Quitty, how are you going to pull off the rest of the con now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he goes into beast mode. So do I have advantage or anything with him kneeling, Tom, or am I is he conscious now because he almost fell through a door? I'm going to say you do because I think he's actually prone um, okay. largely because I mean, again, we're, we're playing a bit fast and loose with the mechanics. But realistically, for me, if he was leaning forward to try and take out the eyes of his god that he thinks might not be his god and then that person disappeared, he just fell forward on his face like – there's no clean way to do that. So, yeah, I think you've got advantage. He's on the ground. Cool. So the first attack is like a 23. So that, I imagine, hits. It does. Great. And that does. Da, da, da. Uh, 13 regular damage. 7 fire damage. And two lightning damage. For a total of 15 damage. Nice. And his second attack is a 17 to hit. Barely, but yep. Great. Jeez. And that does uh, 14 regular damage. Uh, wait, I have some re-roll abilities, which are fun. Just a second, that's non-right, so I can re-roll that one. Seven fire damage and burr, 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 six lightning damage. All right. Did I just go ahead and tell you, you can stop telling me the fire damage. <laughs> Doesn't do anything? Damn it. No, nah, man. Oh, wait, I don't do fire damage anyways. It's on the stage. Fine. My bad. I put out the fire on the Warhammer, so when the sphere's over there, I can't do fire. Uh, All right, so you had seven and four, I believe? Yes. Okay. Oh, higher level characters. What a joy. Uh, The big problem for me is just brand new character with abilities plus (laughs) magical weapons I don't use. It's a a ride over here. It's all good. And I apologize for the challenges. Oh, no, no, man. It is it is it is all good. This is uh, also learning to DM at higher levels where just everything's weird god tier. It's like it's no longer like I do four points of damage. It's like, well, here's my eight different sources. Um, and now I got a roll for my weird mystical bird who's also in. Yeah. Is, uh, so I'm imagining he's still alive. If Plantier doesn't know where I am, I don't really feel like I need to storm the stage right now. I feel like we can finish this guy and then deal with that problem. The captain does not. He's he's currently, uh, I mean, his turn's coming up, but. He hasn't met Bob. backstage right now anyway. I look like a werewolf to, person. To um, and then the sphere, Tom, I gift it to you. It can go 20 feet in a given direction, I think. Okay, um, Ryan, uh, rather than doing that, can you roll me a d20, please? Yes, it's 30 feet, but yes. I rolled an eight. Okay, so you managed to set eight owl bears on fire. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, I've got to tell you, 
if you've ever watched, uh, you know, Tiger King or anything about like caging animals that shouldn't be caged, it's not like all these owl bears are buds. Uh, so those fiery owl bears start to attack the non-fiery owl bears in a confused rage about being on fire. There's a lot of angry. Um, Listen, this plan was a lot more magnanimous when everybody out there was people and not trees. <laughs> yeah, so uh, to save the crowd, I mean, up. Laura, the player, is an environmentalist. So the bad news is a bunch of these owl bears are going to die. But the good news is there's a bunch Aww. of new trees. <laughs> Look, I don't have to be an environmentalist to care about these things. I was just trying to give you an out. They're probably all going to die. Anyway, uh, cool. That brings us to no. the captain. <laughs> Speaking of things dying, no. um, he why just... Why isn't... Why doesn't... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Laura has a lot of feels right now, Tom. <laughs> Laura, do you want to finish the thought? Because no, everyone's going to need no. to hear the end of it. Why doesn't uh, Igneous go? I just want to know when Igneous turn is. I rolled a one with him. <laughs> so he goes after everyone. Uh, the captain didn't roll great, so he gets to go. And then he... Then you can roll your fucking <laughs> D8... Of damage for Ignis. Cool. <laughs> Sorry, do you want him to have more turns? <laughs> Laura, he's going to recover immediately. Do you have power. any idea how many spells he has? <laughs> Laura, we want him to not go. Shut up. <laughs> no, that's cool. We're going to find out in a minute. Um, so the captain really just yells at the top of his lungs, uh, which shakes the space and cracks the obelisks. Um... Butthole, where is my wife? Where is Moonhammer? And then he sweeps his arm across the rest of the crowd and turns them to trees and then begins to stalk towards the stage, ripping them out of the ground as he walks. Oh, God. Um, and now it's Igneous's turn. <coughs> Laura? <laughs> Wisdom saving throw DC 15, please. I rolled a six. 17 and I get a plus six. Yeah. So he's Fuck like, God damn it. pretty good. But you know what? You wanted his turn so much. So let's talk about it, shall we? <laughs> no. Um, he starts to just kind of uh, stand. Uh, he, he's been pummeled and battered. Um, and uh, he just uh, almost begins to laugh and cry at the same time. And he's like, Cormium uh, was right. None of it matters. Hey, bears, burn. And he slaps the stage and jets of fire shoot up uh, from the ground. And the owl bears are all consumed in fire. Oh, no. And as the, the molten uh, fire that bursts out of the stages drops away, um, their flaming uh, flesh and muscle and fur and feathers wrapped around their skeletons glow with dark heat as the undead fire elemental owl bears that he can fucking summon on his turn all collectively turn and look at Mudbud <laughs> and then begin walking towards him. As I said, primary problem is this guy. <laughs> I looked at Quinny, I'm like, Meh. But I mean, the good news is you Quinny's got that. two swords and you're like, I know, man. <laughs> got that cool <laughs> wisdom save, so great I work. didn't like his turn. Um, <laughs> Quinny, top of the uh, round. We're, um, God, I think we're just going back in there. Yeah, yeah, uh, attacking again with uh, Shadow Blade and um, 
Frostbite. So this is for Frostbite. That's a good roll. That's uh, da, 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 24 to hit. Yep. And Shadowblade. That's a good one too. Is 25 to hit. Both will hit. Okay. Um, great. Hit him really good, please. <laughs> Are you seeing this dice pool that I'm assembling? <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah. done. If you're uh, imagining this in your mind's eye, just imagine a bunch of dice. Just a bunch. All right. We'll throw in the patented fucking thing is Palantir summoning goddamn burning owl bears. What the fuck is wrong with him? Uh, let's see. That's good. That's a 10 on there. Uh, 11, 15, uh, 19, 25, 29, 31, 36, 37. Keep going. <laughs> uh, 37, uh, 41 plus 6, 47. 47. And how much is cold, Tyler? Uh, 10. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, one. One was cold. <laughs> <laughs> 48? That's how to make 47 real anticlimactic at the end. Uh, 10, I mean, one. They're, they're both. Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> that is very funny. Um, so you just slash and hack and slash. And what's wild about this, uh, Quinny, for you particularly, is um, as a rogue, uh, you're used to being able to sneak in behind people, just like stab them, watch them go down. Um, Part of your memory that you'd actively tried to ignore was when you were the hitman for hell. And this is yep. some full-on fucking demon-slaying shit because you are slashing this man to ribbons and the ribbons just keep sewing back up. Oh, jeez. <sighs> um, God, okay. Cool. Uh, Can I, we, we haven't had a discussion about like the details of like Quinny's wet work in, in, in hell, mm -hmm. but you know, saying that I recognize this, I just want to know for my own edification in my memories, if I kept slashing enough, did those ribbons stop mending? You were a very successful hitman in hell. Okay. Well then I'll just keep at it then, I guess. <laughs> very good. Um, all right. Um, mud butt. Uh, okay, so combining Adam's knowledge of Captain Planet and Mudbutt's knowledge of uh, how he's kind of just memorized this wizard in his head, um, is there, like, does does he have, like, a power ring or something that he's powering, that his, like, magic comes from, i.e., like, the Planeteers have there? You always remember Igneous Planteer... Uh, wearing a gaudy, kind of dumb ring, and he wore it on his index finger, which you always thought was real stupid. Um, but uh, you, you, you distinctly remember how much he treasured that ring. Now there was no Captain Plantier uh, back when you knew him, uh, but there is now, and he does seem to have like a thumb wrapped over that ring. Hmm. Okay. I um. I don't know if I can do this, but I have a sword, but I, I also have a hand axe. Can mm -hmm. I can I do like a, a two-handed attack? Sure. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah? Okay. So I uh, I kind of want to... 
Okay, so he's 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 knitting himself up. So I I I want to attack him. Well, that's Igneous on the other side of the stage. Are you coming across the stage, or are you going oh, to the captain? Oh, uh, Alan right. got you out of there. There's a lot yeah. between you now. All right. There okay. are a bunch of undead flaming owl bears directly between you and Igneous, and oh, Blantyr is the in fireball. the middle of the stage. Oh, they're also between- surrounded by undead owl bears. Oh, I'm on like the full other side. Yeah, of the Alan stage. teleported you out of there because she loves you. Okay. She um, kept your eyes from being burnt out of your skull. Right. Um, yep. All right. Well, I'll. Uh, okay. So I turned to I turned to Alan. And I'm just like uh, I'm, I'm kind of I'm over the acid trip I I just experienced, and uh, uh, I'm just like okay. Um, you you can't do that trick again, but uh, over there, can you? <laughs> <laughs> you want to go back? <laughs> well, like okay. Look, so there's a bunch of these like zombie owl bears coming at us. Uh, if we just kind of like you know bamf our way over there, maybe I could. Uh, here, here, here's, here's my plan. So I remember he has this uh, this ring. And from all the stuff I've learned about wizards, I think that's where his power comes from. So if we can snatch that ring, then maybe, maybe I could put it on or like you could put it on or something like that. And uh, then we, then he'll be powerless. <sighs> or we jump off the stage and walk around and go back. <laughs> okay, well... It's not my turn. Yeah. I- so, um, Adam, what we'll do then is you're going to delay your action until um, Alan's turn, and that'll uh, and then Alan can can do her thing. So, putting putting your hand kind of on her shoulder while holding a hand axe, um, you kind of trust that uh, she'll be able to get the job done. All right. Um, I trust you, daughter. Okay. It's just eye roll. Um, the look she just gave him. Uh, Alan. I guess I fucking have to now. And I use up a level five spell slot. And oh, grab no. Him. And, um, and we'll dimension door. And because I have a moment to think about this, I am going to try to put us basically right like right kind of behind, Above, beside behind, him. Side. Not just 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 on his side. So are you stepping out of a door? Are you falling from the sky? Are you I rising like out you of a door? You have a man with two blades. Like pop that shit above him. Let 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 this Oh, okay. You want to do the hit. Yeah, I, I want to go for his the ring. ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. All right, let's just pop him right above. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, so uh fully like focusing um you Grab Mudbutt. What do you say right before you do it? Me or Mudbutt? You. Sorry, Laura. I say, I say, oh fucking god damn it. And, and then you, you basically <laughs> just grab him by the shirt and yeah, yeah. throw him. And as you do, both of you um, travel through a door. Um, Alan, for the hot second that you're between dimensions, uh, for the first time, you realize that what you saw previously is what you've actually seen every time you've done this. Uh, the thing is, it usually shoots by so fast that you can't track what it is. Mm. But in your confusion, you did for the first time. So now you see glimpses of those realities blast past you. Uh, and then suddenly it's uh, like the fucking Immortals, that weird movie that kind of sucked but was beautiful. You're dropping him through the like it's like you're holding him up and then you just release him. Um, you're five feet above uh, Igneous, 
and Mudbutt, you begin to fall. And All right. you have your, your hand axe, you have your sword. One's going for his hand, one's going for his neck. What do you do? Um, so how, I guess this is like instantaneous, right? So, mm-hmm. but before we go, I kind of, my top hat can, can transform into that face mask yep. that I, I said, because I, I need my eyes. So I like, like transform that and then I fly through. Um, I say Adam, the top hat with, that turns into a mask with holes over your eyes, as you specified earlier. Well, like I can see. But it's like, but it's like, it's narrow slits. Like th- thumbs can't fit into. You them. look like a, uh, a <laughs> retroactively thumbproof. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did describe it as a slit earlier. I've been imagining it as like oh. the video game Castle Crashers, just little little T bar. Yeah, had me at Castle Crashers. Yeah. Uh, and and basically, I just as as I as I fall down, I have my one sword, and I kind of want to like, um, what which side's the ring on? Because I'll I'll stab him with the opposite hand that the ring hand is on. Yeah, I'll say so. Like it, it's it's a classic Sauron situation. Like he's got his his uh, left hand out um, with the uh, the the ring clearly visible. You're coming down with the sword. I would argue you're coming with axe for the hand and then yeah. sword for the body. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I want like the sword to kind of like you know into the neck, kind of kind of dealy. The the uh, Brad Pitt Troy special. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then cool. the. Uh, yeah, so I just kind of like, and then stab. Hopefully, um, what? Uh, okay, so I'm gonna get you to roll your text in a second. What? Uh, what song is playing as you drop from the sky? Um, oh my god, it's um, seeking the vengeance you require for Winchester. Um, uh, you got the touch. Nice. <laughs> Great. As I fall, it's like you got the touch, and then I, I kind of like. Hopefully succeed. You, uh, all right, so go ahead and roll your attacks. Uh, you've got advantage because he's currently being, like, slashed apart by Quinny. Right. Um, yeah, so two attacks, please. Okay. And if you want to rage as you drop from the sky, attempting to kill the final boss of this encounter. All right. Maybe rage. Uh, okay, okay. Um, I think well, I had something in mind, but uh, okay, yeah. If you got I, uh, someone else in mind, go for it. I'm just trying to give you the best possible yeah, advantage to win I, this. I think that's smart. So as I as I scream, I like like the the you just the, scream. You got the touch, and yeah, and then the <laughs> wind comes, and and I get all spiky, and yep. I slam it it down. So I rolled uh, thirteen plus. So do I? Okay, so I guess I'll do the sword. So plus eight. So that 21. is 21. You can also re-roll it in the hopes that you'll get a 20, but you've already hit. So Okay. So that's my sword. So then do I roll my axe now or do I do the sword uh, stuff first? Roll the sword again and see if it gets a 20 because a crit would be chef's oh. kiss at this point. Okay. Three. Cool. Okay, so ignore <laughs> we'll go with the first one. Uh, no, go ahead and roll the axe and then we'll deal with damage. Okay. All right. I'm really glad that was my axe one. Jeez. Uh, all right, uh, 17 for the axe plus 8, so that's 28. And you get to roll it again because you're raging. All right. Get that 20. I was going to say, it doesn't get proficiency, right, because it's the offhand? So it's just a straight roll plus strength? We're Calvin balling uh, the fact right, that he doesn't it. have his actual weapon anymore. So this is theoretically two axe attacks. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Yep. Sold. The other one was 8. 
So cool. So two nothing. hits. Uh, go ahead and roll the damage combined, please. Okay, so my sword slash great axe is d12 plus four. Oh, come on. Okay, so 11 plus 4, 15. And then my axe is a d6 plus 4. Okay. Which is 5. He had 20 HP remaining. Oh, wait. Did I just do it? Yeah, I did. did, did, bud. You got it. All right. (laughs) So you drive... um, the Optimus, blade. man. Optimus. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> you drive the blade into, um, like, as you fall, you brace, and then you drive the blade into his shoulder, um, and he, he screams, but, like, you can feel his entire body twist. The blade twists in your hand, and you realize he's healing around it, and then your axe just comes down on his wrist, and you lop off the hand, um... And the second it's removed from his body, you feel him collapse under you in a puff of ash. Nice. Um, The ring kind of rolls off his finger and faster than you can even conceive of it, Winchester is avenged. And then you all hear a scream and it is a scream deeper and more powerful than anything any of you have ever conceived of. I need all of you to please roll me a uh, constitution save. Oh, God. As your entire rib cage begins to rattle inside your body. Ugh. That's a horrifying. I think I'm going to use my point of inspiration. Might be the time. It's a uh, 15. Really it's matter. a 1 5 for yep. Reginald. 13. 17. I rolled 17 plus 3 constitution, which is 20. Cool. Alan, what did you get? 13. 13? Okay. Um, oh, God. Uh, so, um, Alan, uh, you take 35 points of damage. Jesus. Uh, the rest of you take um, 18. As Captain Plantier screams, um, the stage around you shatters. Um, the oasis begins to rumble and collapse. Um, and as you look, the side of his face ignites in flame. Um, and one of his arms begins to, to blacken and twist. Uh, and you see parts of his body just burst into golden fire. Um, and as he kind of like puts a, a non burning hand up to his face, you see his skin begin to come away. Uh, in a chunk, and he just roars at you and then takes to the skies. Oh. Who the hell was that? Cool. I'm just going to reach down and pick up the ring and pocket it. Like, I think we don't want to leave that here. Yeah, no. We uh, want to keep track of it. Are the owl bears still elemental or they collapse? Uh, a right? bunch of owl bear skulls drop to the ground. You find yourself standing in an improbable forest in the middle of the desert. I, I want to prevent him from getting that ring because I, I need a trophy for uh, to remember my victory by. Well, not only that, Mudbutt, um, he has revealed himself to be a doppelganger. Uh, yeah. yeah. What do you do? Um, 
So I, can I take the ring from him or can I grab it before he grabs it or? Uh, you can both roll me a dexterity check to see who grabs the ring first. All right. This is a classic uh, Gollum versus Frodo scenario where both of you leap for the thing. <laughs> Laura's got it. I just did the hand motions. Yeah. Um, Glad you didn't bite your own finger off. <laughs> it could still happen. We're not done yet. Man. Yeah. Uh, can, if I, am I still in the berserker rage? Can I re-roll? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. I got this really strange email last night. I need to see what's going on with this mystery file. Hey, it's a map of a town called Ocean Bay. Someone sent these images to you for a reason. I'm so lost right now. When was the last time you chose a direction and followed it? I'm going to Ocean Bay. We don't get many tourists this time of year. Ocean Bay is a friendly town, but we're not that friendly. I never sent you an email. I don't even know you. And why exactly are you here? The map is the reason we're here. Maps help when you're lost. Do you know what a trap street is? Trap streets aren't real. They don't exist. Don't trust anyone unless they give you a reason to trust them. I think he's dead. How could so much damage happen to a human body in such a short period of time? What the hell is going on here? From the creators of Strange Air, this is Trap Street. So maps can have secrets. Yes, maps can have secrets. Follow and hear new episodes of Trap Street anywhere you listen to podcasts. Hello, friends. It is I, Reginald, local hero who's never run away or been afraid even once. I'm here to tell you how you can contribute to the Horde or our fortress or whatever. They told me I had to do this, and if I don't, I could die. So let me tell you exactly what you can get. You can get an opportunity to contribute in a way that doesn't require you to risk your life, but keeps me risking mine. I did not approve this script before I read it. Uh, apparently, if you chip in $15 a month, you get the ability to contribute new names to NPCs and characters and locations that can appear in this show. And then some of them might be my friend. Well, that's very good. I need more friends. And some of them might try to kill me, which is just fine. Up to you. Uh, just go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Join today. You can contribute. Plus, there's ad-free feeds, apparently, in some kind of community. Please, just don't send scary things. Is that going to help with dexterity? You're a drunk uh, berserker. You know what? Yeah, sure. Go ahead and roll, Adam. All right. Wow. Okay, all right. Uh, okay, so then I have, now I have 16. I also rolled a straight 16, so that's a tie. Um, Adam, what is your booze level right now? Uh, boy, no, one, two, Adam. three, four, five, six, seven. Ryan, what is your booze level right now? I am four. You grab that ring, sir. Yeah, and I'm going to pocket that. Who does? Say, oh, okay. right. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Uh, Reginald <laughs> grabs the ring. Um, there's there's a quick uh, tussle for it, uh, but um, Reginald's just a bit more sober, uh, so he grabs it. 
Um, I grabbed the left one. He grabbed the middle one. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's got it. Um, We're seeing double C. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> um, you open your hand, uh, Mudbutt, to just a fish, uh, a fist full of ash. Because um, you, you got what was left of the hand. Uh, Reginald managed to get the ring itself. Um, uh, okay, so I, I, I go, um, uh, Butthole, I, uh, I would appreciate it if, if I could get that ring as a trophy for avenging my people. Okay, well... I like you. Because I have fangs now, so I have disadvantage on charisma. Which actually, with how <laughs> handsome I made myself, actually is neutral right now. I'm just really bad at, at other things. You're just a Wattpad novel. It's yeah, cool. so here's the thing. I feel like you would put it on, and then you would become a slave to darkness. So no. But I have another gift you might like. Uh, I say it's for little Richard. Uh, what? Why, butthole? Okay, what big, what big teeth you have? I'm I'm not butthole. I'm someone else. And I would I really like that. to make this go away, but I can't if you're gonna try to kill me. <laughs> well, give me the ring, and I can use the power to reverse it. That's not true. You're crazy. Can someone tell him he needs to calm down so I can talk better? Um, I I still have uh you you know what I I, I unhook a javelin and uh, I'm like we can do this one way or my way, so you pick right now, Fango. What does that mean? Um, Alan What's and Quiddy. One way. Are, are you gonna the- let these guys kill each other or? Quinny's confused by the we can do things one way or my way. Quinny's going to let them kill each other. Think about it. I'm just, I'm going to step. I want to step just right in front of them and like push them both apart. Just classic, like everyone take a beat. (laughs) It looks like you go to push him. He's all, Reggie's already stepped back. Like he doesn't (laughs) want this. I mean, get, get out of the way, Alan. He's not who he sees that he is. He's not who he says who he is. I know. You know? I've known, I've known all along, yes. But, but why didn't you tell me? Because you couldn't handle it. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you just proved my point. Now just but, let's, but what hap- let's, every, let's everyone just talk this out. Well, what happened to, to Butthole then? Fuck, I hurt. <laughs> hmm? what, happened to, what happened to the real Butthole? Uh, he's he dead. Sacrificed himself uh, for uh, for us. And I, I kind of unclip my helmet and I kind of uh, <laughs> just hold it to my my uh, heart and I, I just take like a, a beat. Did he die valiantly? Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. He blew up a sea monster, a robot sea monster. I don't know what a robot is, but that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Um, as you're you're having this this kind of beautiful moment, um, there was a roar uh, from backstage, and uh, Reginald, you see um, the the two bouncers rushing at Quinny, and he is not paying attention because he's busy reminiscing about this dude you're apparently supposed to really like. They both leap into the air, 
um, at him. You reach for your hammer, and what do you do? I just go, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> uh, and then I, I, I raise the hammer, uh, and I just blink out of existence. And then I appear behind Quinny in the oh. air in a massive explosion of energy, striking them both back and down. Tom, I don't know what Dice this does. But you don't need to roll this. Um, they uh, the disintegrate fuck? as this happens. Quinny, you look over your shoulder and are blown away, uh, knocked over, uh, and you tumble. And there's a horrible sense memory of how you died. This was what Reginald, your Reginald, did. And as uh, this Reginald drops to the ground with the hammer, the ashes of his enemies dropping away, um, you just hear in your head, you two are going to be such good friends. Yeah, and I, I stand up and I use an ability I have with adrenaline because it feels like we're talking more than not. So I can flush the like cruelty out of my system. So I turn back into regular Reginald and I say, so awkward moment, but uh, let me show you something. Uh, and I just use the hammer to flip the body of Igneous over and you look down at the brand mark, Quinny, uh, and it's the mark of Baba Yaga. I my eyes go wide and I immediately reach into my bag of holding I'm searching for the contract what you're looking for is here uh, and I take the contract out of my pocket and I just hand it to him Quinny this isn't the contract that she gave you it's different of course it is it seems like someone might have renegotiated what are the terms? Well, I mean, that's... Two years? I, I just look at you and I say, two years? I mean, you can read it. I mean, it's it's kind of between me and my demon, but should I say our demon, you know? Quinny, with horror, you... you look down and you see that the two years clause is not present. Instead, there's a very, very simple victory condition. The death of the one of many faces. You idiot. See, I don't think this was stupid at all. <laughs> I think I did the smartest thing I could do here. And I got two reasons for this. But, but I'm sorry, we're going to get to you in a minute. But this is a conversation that needs to be had. I was sneaking towards him, but then stopped. Yeah. <laughs> I see you. You're drunk. Um, no. Okay. You're just so like waving you... with the blades? No. Here's the thing. I came up with the plan that got us here. I agreed to share the vault. I followed you guys here. I've helped you look out for Mudbutt. I've done a lot for you and Alan and, and Mudbutt. And I pretended because you told me I should. And then I did a good job. And you didn't trust me. And then I came up with a good plan. And you didn't trust me. And then I came here and I did a good job on the con. And you didn't trust me. And then Alan wouldn't talk to me. And you trusted Mudbutt. And he was in a barrel actively sabotaging the plan. And you were like, I trust him. But we'll do whatever to help you if you feel antsy. I realized no matter how good I do, you were never going to trust me. So, I had two thoughts. One, cold logic. If we're fighting the same person, you have to trust me. Because if you screw me over, then Baba Yaga wins, and Manny wins, and everything you've wanted goes away. So this is just going to force us onto a team. 
That's what you do. You take two generals who don't like each other and you put them in a losing battle and then they either win or they die. I don't want to die, so do good. Then there's the second reason. I went to Shag Nasty's today and I got someone to help me steal your bag. Side note, you're not very good at being paranoid for someone who's supposed to be a super great king. I talked with the person who helped me steal that bag and they were nice to me. They didn't have to be nice to me. They didn't have to be anything. They'd even already done the job and got paid and they were just nice. They just told me nice things because they cared and they trusted me with nice things and they, they, they shared their heart and they were open. And you know what I've learned today? I'm not butthole. There's no question. He sacrificed himself for his friends. He did all that kind of stuff. Honestly, you're not butthole either. Because everything you've told me, butthole would have trusted me. And then I would have been a part of the team and I could have done a good thing. And instead I had to do this because you didn't trust me. But I learned that you have to make sacrifices as in person so that you can demonstrate trust. And I could have not walked into a deal with Bobby. I could have gone to Igneous and been like, hey, man, let's make a deal. I can do any of that because I'm very good at deal making. And let's not forget these things. Very good. But I wanted to commit to Team Quinny so that I would take the first step. Because now, Quinny, when people look at the two of us, they'll know I'm the bigger man for two reasons. So let's trust each other and be friends. Wow, Reginald. Great, great points. Thank you. And both of my blades disappear and I walk off the stage and I leave. All right, so Mudbutt, technically I saved your life. So I think we could be friends now. Mortal danger, fighting in front of people, no reward. Well, if you're talking about trust, you'll give me that ring. I, that is a different thing. Do you know what? Let me give you something that I think you're really going to like. I'm not going to have the ring. I'm going to give it to someone deserving. You realize this ring makes people evil, right? So, like, if you give it to someone, then oh. they become part of Team Evil. Not if their heart is pure. Not if they're my daughter. So, uh, crap, hand it I over. Know, <laughs> I don't know Alan's relationship with power. Quinny! Quinny! Quinny's gone. So, like, I, I also have my uh, uh, my javelin out, so, like, I'm pretty close to him, so I could probably, like, yeah, get, like, shank him. So I'm like, it's the right thing. Whatever the hell your actual name is, give it to Alan. She's the responsible one. Admittedly, Reginald... <laughs> You I don't have no know idea. better. I'm like I sure. I don't say anything. I I don't make a Sure. Move. Here, here you go, Alan. You take it. There there you are. Uh and Mudbud, I just want to be absolutely clear. Now that I've learned this is a thing we could apparently do in this world, you're kind of an asshole. I just fought to the death for you against a whole bunch of different people and at the end you pull a weapon on me and are like give shit to my kid. You know what? Fuck you. Uh and I'll just walk off after Quinny in the same kind of storm. Jeez. All right. Uh, uh, but and I, Alan, you're left uh, alone on the stage, surrounded by owl bear corpses. I I slip the ring into an an inner pocket that I can close okay. tightly. Uh, um. <laughs> wow, your friend's a jerk. <laughs> I uh, look. 
and I, and I, and I kind of take her hand and, uh, and, uh, I'm like, okay, I need you to focus with me. And then I close my eyes and I, and I summon rage, but like, it's, it's just the wind and just everything. And I want her to join me with it. Alan, do you join him in this ritual? Yeah, I have, I have nothing to lose by doing it. Okay, so then... Give me your character sheet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. You are the wind now. The don't, wind, Alan. Tom, don't fucking do that to me. That's not... <laughs> We're not don't. even in the same room. I you can't got her all freaked out, man. It hit too close to home. Don't do that to me. Pretty good. Oh... Uh, All right, so you join hands with uh, with Mudbutt, uh, and the, and the and the winds are swirling, um, and I'm like, okay, so I'm going to need you to focus, focus on that rage, but turn that red into white, and then the and then the spinning grows and grows and grows, and uh, it's like I don't trust him, but I trust you, and you're going to need all the help you can get, so I'm going to give you my power. And I, I put all of my barbaric rage into the wind, and I and I give it to her. Um, Alan, you're just hit with a, a powerful sort of blast, um, and you 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 feel the same feelings you did in the ring, but just uh, am- like the wrestling ring, but amplified. Yeah. And as the wind dissipates, um, you see a. Um, a tired, kind-eyed dwarf uh, looking up at you, and his back is hunched, and he uh, he's got wrinkles, and um, you can see that uh, he's having a hard time holding up the the sword that he's carrying, and he he places it down on the ground, and and like awkwardly, like kind of almost tumbles forward, and the hat falls off, um, and uh, there's there's gray where there was previously not gray before, and um, you look at uh, uh, simply the the dwarf Mudbud, not king, not prince, not uh, barbarian, not full of rage, just a, a a kindly older fellow who has has gifted you with everything he has. And I I have my uh, my my broken battle axe is now my my cane. Yeah, your walking stick. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Why? You're the best daughter I've ever had. The only daughter I ever will have. And I want to make sure that you're safe. You're, you're the best of me and you're the best of your mother. And <coughs> I need you to be safe. And then I, I call Richard and he kind of jumps in my beard. Uh, with a very, very strong sense of foreboding, I, uh, I say, thanks. Thanks, Dad. Uh, let's, let's get you home. Yeah, I was going to ask for a ride. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that uh, limo uh, thing is here anymore. Can you teleport me home? Um, uh, you're pretty tapped out there, Alan. But um, although the the foundations of the oasis are shaking, um, the the tremors eventually stop, um, and you're able to uh, to grab a ride home. Um, a week later, all of you gather um, in New Winchester, 
um, around a um, a small but but well built um, stack of wood, on which lays the body of Mudbud. He lived his final week um, with uh, a smile that no one had ever really seen before on his face, uh, one of utter contentment. And um, uh, Tiana, in speaking of it now in in front of the pyre, um, says that um, there was a weight to Mudbud that uh, she'd always felt and that was finally lifted. And though it was just a week, um, she says in that week, he lived more than, than he ever had. Um, New Winchester continues to thrive. Um, people start to come from far and wide. And similar to Fandolin, uh, in the early days, um, it's uh, it's the fuck-ups. It's the weirdos. It's the people who don't really have anywhere else to go. And one by one, uh, they all find their way to New Winchester. Um, before he went, uh, Mudbutt had a chance to bid all of you farewell. Properly. Um, and each of you was called forward uh, to his bedside. Um, his room was full of light. And um, there was a breeze that seemed to constantly blow through it, even though there were no windows, uh, which all of you found very strange. You were greeted at the door by little Richard, who is now able to kind of totter around a little bit with the, the help of his best pal, Billy Fingers. And the two of you guided, uh, the two of them guided each of you in one by one to bid a final farewell to Mudbutt. Quinny, you arrived first. You're uh, ushered into the room and Mudbutt was sitting there with a, with a beautific smile on his face. What did you talk about? Hey, old man. How you doing? Oh, hey, oh, I'm doing... <laughs> oh, God, I'm doing okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, look, um... I, uh, I I don't think I have much longer. Um, I'm going to need you to uh, to promise me something. Name it. Take care of my daughter. Keep her safe, especially from that other dude. That guy's a jerk. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you that's uh, that's the easiest deal I've made in a long time. Oh, sweet! It's a promise. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I also have some debts uh, at the bar. Could you please uh, pay those off for me? All right. <laughs> okay. Got to fix that. And with that, uh, Quinny smiling with a you son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> you uh, you leave the last king of Winchester um, and make your way to the bar, um, where your offer to settle a tab is squarely and vehemently refused. Um. For as you know, the King of Winchester drinks for free. Um, Reginald, you are somewhat surprised to find that you've been called in. Um, and uh, you and Donkey Jr. enter the room a little bit apprehensively. What do you discuss? Okay, I'm here. They sent me an invite. I'm imagining this wasn't your decision either, so I'll stand silently for ten minutes uh, give a gift to little Richard, and then just pretty much get the fuck out of here. No, it was my decision. You know, I play the fool sometimes, but people seem to forget I, I am a king. I have a kingdom, and that kingdom has soldiers. That kingdom has special forces, men-at-arms, I call them. They will be watching you. They will follow you. 
You won't see them. You won't know they're there, but they will be. And if you do anything to harm my little girl, if you even look at her the wrong way, they will remove your spine and chop you in half with it. <laughs> now get the fuck out of my room. Richard, do you give a gift to little Richard on the way out still? <laughs> I do give a gift to little Richard. I'm going to have a little talk that Mudbutt can just overhear as he pleases. And I, I'll, 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 I'll let little Richard up on a table and I'll say, so little Richard, we all have difficult parents, some of whom have no tact and a complete inability to understand how much special forces someone has in a town with only 20 buildings. And I grew up in perpetual war. I'm pretty sure it's just Mike. So that doesn't matter. I want to give you a gift. Now, I understand that, you know, formerly there was a giant, to quote the king of this town, should be called a village, realistically, based on population size, uh, the town, the king of this village, uh, there was a zombie castle man that appeared and then armored in the, the bones of his father, let him know he was strong. I have a helmet that I've crafted carefully for you, uh, and I take out the skull of Richard that I wear around my neck, and I say, this is the bones of your predecessor, and you can wear it as a helmet to keep you safe till you're ready to take wing on your own. He's like a cube. This will keep you safe on the battlefield. <laughs> this will keep you strong. Because you can be armored by Richards that have come before. And then I go to the door and I allow Donkey Jr. out and I look back at Mudbutt and I say, Sure, you may do the spine ripping. But let me tell you, I'm actually from a different dimension. Interesting fact. I killed your Richard and my men killed you. They call me the Butcher of Winchester. Have a good time dying. Uh, and then I just close the door and run away. <laughs> Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, so you get a few minutes to uh, to to kind of chew on that, um, and then uh, there's a, a a somewhat tentative knock on the door, and it opens uh, to reveal uh, Billy Fingers like tapping on the door, um, <laughs> and um, it uh, it creaks open, and uh, Alan steps in. Alan, you make your way over to. Um, uh, Mudbutt's bedside. And again, you're having a, a weird time with this because this is, even though you, you've now been on a few adventures and now he's kind of your dad and whatever, you still remember the the rambunctious weirdo you met in a bar demanding shares of a job he didn't do any work on. Mm -hmm. And to see that man now so frail is is strange for you. Um, but you've seen a lot of strange. So you, you sit down uh, next to him what do you guys discuss? Uh, I, I, I said, I, I, I have something for you. This was passed down to me from my father and from his father before him. And it's, it's an ivory box, and within is the Richard Whistle. You, you, Rich, Richard's yours now. You have to take care of him. You've given me too much, honestly. I don't think I deserved it. I oh, you gave me really. I treated you like shit. <laughs> you gave me so much more. You gave me the chance to have a daughter. Well, can I ask? Now, this might seem a little bit much, but if you'll let me, I'd like to change a memory. Uh, like to from? What do you mean? One of yours. <laughs> uh, okay. A memory of us. Okay. And I kind of take him gently 
um, put both my hands like around each side of his face. Um, and I cast modify memory at uh, level six and it lets me modify memories up to seven days old. So kind of my parting gift to him is to change all the times on our little, on his bachelor party that I was, um, kind of sarcastic or dismissive or just like pissed off at him or said, dad, like, you know, in a very mean way. Um, and, and just change that to me, like enjoying the time with him. Like I should have done. (laughs) Um, with that, you, you pat his hand and he, he just smiles at you. Uh, and thanks you for a great bachelor party. And as as you leave, you pass your mother, who is uh, obviously very sad, but also um, weirdly content. Um, and as she goes in, uh, Mudbutt, she takes your hand and she says, okay, Muddy Buddy, tell me all about it. And the last day of your life, Mudbutt, is spent regaling the love of your life with the great, wonderful adventure you had with your daughter one of your best friends and an asshole from another dimension who you hope dies. <laughs> also, I have secret soldiers and I, and I, and I want her to be like, <laughs> yeah, she, she's like, she's like, of course you do, honey. I'll, I'll be sure to tell Mike. Okay. Um, and, um, he's tough, you know, I know, honey, I know. And the next day, um, as, uh, all of you, um, stand by solemnly, uh, Alan, you bring the pipes to your lips, and for the very first time, you play the song of Richard. And half hopping, half jumping, assisted by his best pal, Billy Fingers, wearing the armored skull of the Richards who have come before him, the little baby bird awkwardly stumbles up to the funeral pyre with a match in his mouth. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> and spits it uh, onto the, uh, the fire. Uh, it doesn't light the funeral pyre because it's a match and that it's harder, yeah. but the, the, the ritual is, is, uh, respected. And, um, as the, uh, the flames begin to dance, uh, around the body, all of you stand transfixed on the gentle at peace smile on the face of the last King of Winchester. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at El Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons' artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-A ZZAR, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Epilogue. Mudbutt, you wake up in a room full of paperwork, and you realize you're in hell. Ah, jeez. Oh, fucking hate paperwork. 
And as you look around, um, you realize that it's blood-soaked paperwork, so that's kind of all right, uh, but also vaguely confusing. Um, and as you, you kind of look around in confusion, uh, you suddenly see um, a bright-eyed, smiling uh, dragonborn crouching over you. Uh, and he introduces himself as Bucky. And he smiles and says, Oh, geez, I'm so glad you're here. Uh, I really need your help. Oh, oh sure. <laughs> what do you, what and, do you need help with? <laughs> and so the resistance began. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Joshua White, Olin Anderson, Sue One, Devin Boyce, George Dolby, One True Artistry, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them and a little bit of thanks to you the fable and folly network where fiction producers flourish what's this all about what about nightmares you're in this too we need to figure this out together we need to leave yeah what are you doing they can't tear out your soul anymore ominous thrill a new audio fiction anthology i've done horrible things can taste the rot in the back of my throat ever since you arrived. Are you saying we're the enemy? Tell them what you did. I didn't do anything. Tell me. No! Character-driven tales of obsession. I'm no psycho. Banging on my door and streaming it on the internet. Revenge. Take back what was taken from you. Don't mind if I sit here and watch lights go out, do you? The unexplained. Don't leave me out here. We can't help her? <laughs> I have a daughter. <laughs> We're leaving. Who's there? Tendrils of rot. No, it's acting out through you. That's all that matters. And the dark things we do to get what we want. I need the light. You want me to fall down the stairs? No. I want to push you. I love you so fucking much. Ominous thrill. Coming to Spotify and Apple Podcasts February 15th. Until then. Flesh. Open. Oh, yes. Thrill you later.